Tara, welcome to Real Talk with Star Scorpio. How you doing today? Good. Thank you for having me, Scorpio. Looking fly as always. Yeah. <laughs> I like that I got that Scorpio right there. In case you didn't know, he's right there. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I tried, I try to face it to the camera there. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit, just in case yeah. they forget. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Tara, let's start from the beginning. So first, I want to learn a little bit about you. So, you know, we all know you were on Big Brother Canada season nine, but yeah. let me know. Where were you born and raised first? Uh, so I was born in LaSalle, Ontario. I was re- raised in LaSalle, Ontario. And I actually, I've lived all over Canada, but I came back <laughs> to LaSalle, Ontario. So now I'm raising my kids here too. And then let the people know that don't know where LaSalle is if they want some geography. So if you want some geography, LaSalle is the most southern point of Ontario. It's one of the most southern communities. The closest city would be Windsor, and we're also on the border of Detroit. So it's a southern point of Canada. It gets very hot here in the summertime. It's very humid. Oh, wow. (laughs) It does. It gets so hot here in the summertime. Yeah. Okay. And your, your high school experience, how was that for you? Do you remember it? Oh my God. Yes. I loved high school. I was a little bit of a rebel in high school though. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Explain. Explain. I wasn't too bad, but I was, uh, I was a little bit of a rebel. I always got good grades, but I I like to go out. (laughs) I may have, I may have (laughs) underage went to bars on my spare. (laughs) People don't know. I was a little bit of a wild child. So Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quite the life turn now <laughs> wait do you have siblings though yes i have three older brothers I would oh think, yeah wait so you were a wild child but weren't they protected of protective of you oh my god yes but i was sneaky <laughs> 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 they know all my stories now but <laughs> yeah <laughs> some of my guests i ask you know how was how was it with your parents growing up um, were they positive when it came to school and your aspirations? Can you just touch on that too? Yes, of course. Um, I'm very close with my parents. I love my parents. Um, wonderful, wonderful people. Very positive. Um, both very like entrepreneurial. How what would the word be? Like entrepreneurialistic? Is that even a word? Did I just make that up? It can. World will make that up. <laughs> um, but they both. Uh, they had my oldest brother when they were young. They were only like. 16 years old they were so they were like high school sweetheart they've been together for years and they literally came from kind of nothing right Mm -hmm. and they just built this like beautiful life and they were always like grinders and they always went after their dreams and always continued to learn and grow and do things uh so they were great positive Mm -hmm. influences in my life for sure okay because you know a little later i want to touch on that um yeah because you exude that that confidence and that personality. And I want to know where it comes from. And some of your posts on Instagram, they inspire me to, <laughs> to do always do better, but we'll get into that a little later. Yeah, of course. Um, now, before we talk about Big Brother, I just want to ask a few questions about Big Brother because I'm a Big Brother fan. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what was life for you before Big Brother? What were you doing? Um, life before Big Brother. So it's funny how like things just come into your life at the right time. So life before Big Brother, um, as I'm, I'm a mom of two. My son is going to be nine this summer. My daughter just turned five. Um, and any of the moms that might be watching your show, they know like that feeling when your kids are little and life is just kind of on repeat, like every day feels like Groundhog Day. Yeah. And I was getting to this point even before I applied to the show where 
I wanted to start making some changes. I felt like I needed to bring some spark back into my life. Sometimes in motherhood, you can lose that like, well, who am I? You know, I've been taking yeah. care of these kids and doing the same thing over and over again. So before Big Brother, I was really on this this journey of just like health, wellness, personal growth, trying to find the dreams inside myself again. So okay. Big Brother absolutely like unlocked a portal and now everybody's going to have to watch out. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Blame Big Brother. Sorry. <laughs> So what was that uh, that process like? Like what really clicked with you? Because did you talk to your husband? Because you knew you had to be away. So I first yeah. want to know what that um, that day was like when you applied. Because I guess you have to apply online or something mm -hmm. and send him a tape maybe. Or I'm saying tape. Like I'm old. <laughs> we're, that's okay. We're old. I remember VHS. I remember we used to have to rewind before you send it back to Blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> be kind. Please rewind. My kids, our kids oh will never God. even know what that means. <laughs> I mean, oh, you just brought something back to me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, no, my husband is, uh, he's great. And he is like, he's one of the most amazing people. He just loves me unconditionally. And he loves me for me. Mm -hmm. And he knows that I have this like really outgoing personality. And I kind of fly by the seat of my pants. And I think he knew too that I was in a place where I was feeling a little discontent. So he was mm -hmm. on board. He also loves the show. And yeah. he's like, yeah, if you, if you get on this show, I will make it work. Like, go after it. Oh, sweet, mm, sweet. Yeah. But, but now, how did you mentally prepare for being away from him and the kids? And then how did the kids feel about it? It's so it's, you don't know for a long time. Like, the process of, um, like, when you apply and getting on the show, it's, it's crazy. And you never really know. But I had always put it in the back of my mind. Okay, what if I do get on? And we like buckled down like crazy. I, I kind of became a little bit of a hermit, me and my husband. Um, we didn't drink for over three months. We didn't go out. I literally just like worked out, read personal development, like snuggled my babies. Yeah. <laughs> like We just stayed in and we really kind of like got back to just being us to kind of prepare, which I'm so glad mm -hmm. that I did because it's, it's a shock to the system. Yeah, but it must have helped that it was like COVID time too. So it I was, think, yeah, yeah, because we were on lockdown and so many different times and couldn't interact with people and stuff. So that, that sure. helped. It, it gave a, a really good excuse too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to like not like everybody just thought I was like really COVID scared, but I was and because you know if you get COVID, you can't go on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was in a little bit, but it was a good excuse to kind of just bunker down. Mm -hmm. And then how was that experience now? So you're I don't know how it is because you, you weren't in front of Arissa you know I was talking to Tyshawn and you yeah. didn't you didn't meet Arissa when you went into the house right um very quickly oh, like quickly when okay. you watch that first episode like mm -hmm. when we walk out that's when we see her for the very first time and like we're in <laughs> okay yeah you don't there's no interaction and oh no they just they just throw you right in <laughs> okay and now so we're talking about COVID time. So you had to go through all the testing and things like that. Mm -hmm. So what was that feeling like being in a house when you know everyone's tested now, everyone's safe? How was, was that feeling? Oh, it was so good. You forget what it's like to like meet people for the first time and just give them a hug and not yeah. have to worry about something. You know, you can sit really close to somebody on a couch. You can share things. Um, it, it just really reminded you um, what life was like before COVID and how nice it was. Yeah, yeah. And it did, did cool. you... Did you click with anyone right away? Because I know you were close with Tina. So you probably remember everything, but I wish I interviewed you closer to when you exited the house. 
But now I'm trying to. Oh, those memories are burned. It's it's burned in there, right? <laughs> they are burned. Uh, actually, I was I had a really good connection off the hop with Tashawn, which yeah. always surprises people um, when I say that because uh, we didn't really work together in the house. And I initially always I remember when we'd have to go in the diary rooms, especially at that first day, mm-hmm. they would say like, "If you could work with anybody, who would it be?" And I would always say like, "I want Ty to be my guy." Yeah. Um, but he was so kind of like popular in the house and working with so many people that I knew strategically for a game point, it probably wouldn't make the most sense for me because he had closer allies. Yeah. Um, but I had a really good personal relationship with him right off the hop. He's got a very deep side to him that a lot of people don't see, yeah. um, like an old soul type. Yeah. So, and uh, LaToya too. I connected early on with LaToya with her age, obviously Kiefer and Tina too. I think because they were just a little bit older in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so more similar stages of life. Yeah. And some of the younger house guests. But everybody was, I love our cast. Everybody was awesome. Yeah, BB9 was great. Um, just on an aside, I haven't watched BB10 yet. My brother said it's it's good oh, it's right good. now. Yes. But I haven't been watching, so um, I can't ask you any questions about that. But um, you're watching it right now too? Oh, yes. And it's wild to watch it after (laughs) being in the house like looking at the house obviously it looks different because they change everything but it's wild I'll just look at my husband be like I still can't believe that I did that (laughs) and I feel like after going through something like that you have so much more grace for the people inside the house like before as a fan like I would rip people to shreds and be like this game move is terrible and they're playing and now you're like oh no yeah they just need a hug (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know somebody needs to go check on that make sure they're okay because it is it's a wild i can't even explain i I Um, know it it was way harder than i thought it would be way harder wow yeah taishan was saying the same thing um you know being a fan is one thing but actually experiencing it it's just like it's just like childbirth too oh yeah you can't i can't i don't know how that feels only women can experience that and um it's one of those things yeah, or but, even um, parenting, though, like parenting, you know, when you're like, this is the dad, like for you, like, this is the dad I'm going to be, I'm never going to do that. And then you've got parents, you're like, oh, yeah, go ahead, watch the screens, yeah, yeah. eat the stuff, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you just try to survive. <laughs> it's so true, it's so true. Survival. But, okay, but going back to b- being a big fan, so you're a, you're mm. a super fan like myself, I can oh, say. Oh, yeah. So you watched BB America, right? Oh, yes, yeah. But from, I, uh, from season one, because I only watched from season two, I didn't watch season one. No, so I started, I got into Big Brother when it came to Canada. And oh. then and then once I got hooked on Canada, then I would watch the US season. So I didn't, I haven't seen, I mean, BBUS, what are they at? Season 23 or something? Yeah, they're like up that. there. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of the initial, like the first 15 years of that. Okay. I started watching, like, once Big Brother Canada happened, then mm-hmm. I started watching the US as well. Wow, there there were some good seasons with Janelle and Kaser. I don't know if you know those names, but there's no. oh wow, BB six. There were some good seasons, but um, <laughs> I say all that to say, knowing what you know going in, how was it actually when you're in the house now? Does everything go out the door with all the oh I know what happens in this game, I know what I have to do here, and I know how to make alliances. Does that all go out the door? Or is it organic now? Like, okay, let me just play this game the way it is. I think 
It's a little bit of both. Like, obviously you go into the house with a plan. Mm -hmm. uh, my plan, it did not, like I had a specific plan when I went in, like I wanted to have like a core alliance with somebody who was really like strong and athletic, somebody who I felt was really smart, mm -hmm. keep it smaller. Um, and I remember going in and being like, if I don't hear about alliances in the first couple of days, I'm not in them. Yeah. And I didn't. So I knew. Yeah. So then you have to really pivot. And kind of be fluid. It's a very, everything changes on a dime. You can't stick to one plan. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of like, I mean, have an idea, but get ready to just, you got to be able to like ebb and flow because yeah. everything changes in the house. And you just always have to have your eyes open. Mm -hmm. Like people will say, especially at the beginning, you know, like, oh, you're a floater, you're this. And it's like floating, it's like you're a duck, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can call me a floater and I'm a duck on top. I look like I'm not doing much, but underneath you're always, oh, yeah. like there's work, like you're trying to piece together, like, okay, who do I think's working together? How many votes do they have? Like what's going on? Like there's a lot of, mm -hmm. there's a lot of components to it. Yeah. And one thing I want to know too, from more than one person. So, you know, I interviewed Tyshawn and I heard what he said about, trusting people when you're talking to someone because like you said when I'm watching it from home I'm seeing the different conversations because mm -hmm. the cameras right but when you talk to someone can you tell when they're being genuine with you or is there some underlying thing you're like nah he's not or she's not being honest with me no it's very hard to tell when somebody's talking to you but I actually had like a little sneaky strategy um mm -hmm. when I was trying to find out who I could trust and this is honestly why I didn't end up working really with anyone <laughs> <laughs> Um, because I would, I would say something specific to one person, mm -hmm. maybe about another person and see if it came back to me. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And being very mindful of things like that. Like, what did I actually say and yeah. how did it come back oh. into my ears? And that was a good way to kind of find out if you could trust somebody or to see who was close. Yeah. You know, like it was very easy. Like, I would do that all the time with, uh, especially with like uh, Beth and Tashawn. <laughs> like I love them, yeah. but like everything that I would say to Tashawn about Beth came back to me and yeah. vice versa. So I knew that they were obviously working closely together and had their best interests more than mine. Right. Wow. That's smart. Yeah. You gotta be a little sneaky. You got to. So, yeah. so now with competitions, so outside of the house, like your life right now, you work out, you're in mm -hmm. shape. Did that help you out for some of the physical competitions? Um, yes and no. The competitions are so bizarre. <laughs> there is, <laughs> there's no way you could ever prepare for any of them. Yeah. I was always hoping for one of those, like, you know, those endurance ones where you have to like hang on by a yeah. rope or like stand on a little, like I was like praying for one of those because I'm so small and I got these little feet. Yeah. Um, but no, there's no way to prepare and no. <laughs> like, wow. I remember there was one like a uh, POV where I had to, it was like a wheelbarrow and you had to like maneuver. I've never used a wheelbarrow in my life. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how to steer it. Yeah. And so like, I don't, I would have never thought like I'm going on big brother. I better pull out the old wheelbarrow and <laughs> yeah. make sure that I can, you know, so you can yeah. prepare enough, but it's mm -hmm. kind of a crapshoot. You don't know what you'll be good at. Wow. That's crazy so okay so what about food now um you seem like you're a healthy eater on the outside of the house so <laughs> no no mm, i got a soft spot for taco bell okay <laughs> <laughs> okay but what, what was the food I eat like well, inside? But, 
Well, the food I'm sure for everybody else was good. I was on slop for like 23 days or something. Oh my gosh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I was on slop a lot. Um, so that was fun. Uh, but the food is, you know, they they give you they give you food. It's weird though. You're like in a I felt like when I was in that house, like I ate enough to survive. <laughs> oh because yeah. you're just so nervous you never know what's gonna happen yeah you know it's a it's a it's a different environment is 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 a uh, big brother i never asked this is big brother a, a weight loss show you know when people go on survivor i've been watching that from day one and when they come out it's like they just drop weight but it's food shortage oh. but what about big brother because all the mental and everything oh yes i think when i left the house i and i'm very tiny like yeah especially when I meet people like, Oh, wow, you really are small. Like I'm only five foot tall. Oh, you're <laughs> you know? five foot. No, I'm like, I've always been super, super petite and I lost 15 pounds. So wow. when, yeah, when I came home, my husband was like, Holy crap. Like we okay. got to feed you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So, um, and I, I do think if you're on slop a lot for sure, like mm -hmm. I know like Tina, Brayden, Rohan, like we were all, we were the slop stars of the season. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Everybody lost so much weight. I always say I should come up with like a slop diet book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to drop yeah. some LBs quick? Here you go. Uh, how did that taste though? Ah, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> oh my God. It's, you know what? It's not even that it like it tastes bad. There's like, I still don't know fully what's in it, but there's one ingredient that makes it gel. Oh, so wow. it's a texture yeah. and it takes like, you try and cook that jelly texture out of it and it takes hours and it's just, it's mm -hmm. gross. You mm -hmm. literally eat enough just to be like, okay, that's, that's enough for me to survive for the day. So I don't fall over. <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not good. You know, one thing, you know, all the house guests. So one thing I always, um, wondered because someone asked me a couple of people asked me hey you should go on you should try for the show but i get migraines so if i don't sleep properly or eat mm -hmm. properly i'll get like a bad migraine what about you or any of the cast members when it comes to that aspect anyone that gets those serious migraines or headaches or anything that's so crazy that you mentioned that because I got a migraine in the house and it was terrible. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. It was, and um, it obviously wouldn't be shown on camera. I actually got it like late at night, like while everyone was sleeping and it was, oh, it was brutal, especially, so everything is really dark, but then if you go into like a bathroom or anything, like all the lights are really bright and it's just, it's so funny. It doesn't matter how old you are. Like whenever you're sick, like you just want your mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I just remember being like, oh my God, I'm having such a hard time. I have this migraine. I don't feel comfortable, uh, but they take care of you obviously. Yeah. In the, like, you know, like they always make sure that you're safe and well and their production staff is amazing. They're some of the most wonderful, caring people. So they definitely helped me out, but it sucked. It was not enjoyable. Wow. Sorry yeah. you have to go through that. You, yeah. <laughs> there's one thing that works for me, though. Like, I've been getting migraines since I was 12, but when I take Excedrin migraine, I can yeah. only get it in the States. Yes, That's, I know about Excedrin. It's got the caffeine in it. Yeah. It <laughs> takes so the, good. It takes it away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, what about cameras? So one thing I was always wondering is if a camera's on me all the time is one day, will I just, you know, it'll be normal now. So I get into this routine and I forget, forget it's there and I say certain things that I'm not supposed to say in my personal life or how was that experience? 
100%. It's, it's the weirdest. You, you walk into this house and it's so strange how normal it becomes. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think it was day two. I actually walked into one of the cameras, like fully like <laughs> walked right into it because you just yeah. forget that they're there. And I think anybody who does the show, every single person I swear who has ever done Big Brother is probably like, oh my God, I should not have said that on camera. Every single person. Like you just, because you don't, you forget that people are watching you. You know, it's, it's weird how normal it becomes. That's crazy. And, and it's changed over the years. So when it started like in America, they didn't have live feeds, I don't believe, or you maybe had to pay, but it's more accessible now. Like everything on YouTube and everything, but it's crazy because it's out there, but yeah. Yeah, and I think everybody goes through that, but I think it's good too. Like, it kind of like shines a light on certain things, and it it just helps you. The whole experience is such a gift, and if you don't learn and grow from it, then you miss the whole point. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So even if things are challenging, you know, everybody screws up or messes up. When you do it in front of more people, mm-hmm. it's a little bit more damaging. But I think it makes you a better person in the end run. So, yeah, I like that you said that. You and, and I just have to let you know, I was rooting for you. I was rooting for Tyson, but I was rooting for you every day. <laughs> I was like watching with my daughter. My wife was like, Tara. <laughs> and then I was so upset when you got out, but then you get this whole battle back opportunity. So just quickly touch on that. How was that feeling, that experience when you found out you had a second chance? And then you know what you did with Jetson. Uh, I was like, explain that feeling. So it's such a weird, the game, I had a feeling, I just had a feeling when I was sitting on that couch next to Beth, I'm like, they're going to double cross me, I'm going home. And I almost like, I mentally prepared for, I didn't even give any of them a hug because I was, you get pissed, right? You're like, I can't, we just, we just worked together so good and you guys just screwed me over. I was so mad, but I almost like I had peace with it. I was like, you know what, whatever, I'm going to go out, I'm going to meet Arissa, I'm going to go to the Jersey or the jury house, I'm going to see my girls. It's going to be fine. And then you walk out and you see this sign and you're like, oh my God, I might have to go back. (laughs) (laughs) Like that, it was so stressful. And then to walk back and be like, okay, and now I have to compete against Jed, who the only reason why I was so adamant about getting Jed out is because he is, if you've never met him in real life, he actually looks like a Marvel superhero. Like (laughs) he, like he is a specimen and he is so smart. He's so athletic. He's good at everything. Mm -hmm. So the only reason why I want to get him out, because I'm like, who's going to beat him? You know, he's, he's just such a huge competitor and so charismatic. So to be going up against somebody like, I was surprised that I beat, like, I know that I shocked Canada by pulling it out, but I was just as shocked. (laughs) I remember when I walked in and I told him everything too, because I didn't think that I stood a chance. I was like, he's going back, but if he's going back, I want him to win. You know, I want to tell him everything. I want him playing for himself because I Mm. felt bad. I just did. I'm really dirty. (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 I like, I like the spirit of competition, but I always root for the underdog. So I might not like someone but then when everyone's getting enough on them, I start being on their side and stuff like that. That's why. But in your case, I always liked you. And what bothered me, and I got to tell you, <laughs> that I don't know, you have to run to the house and get the balls and then put them oh. in other competitors. Mm-hmm. And people were like ganging up, right? Tyshawn yeah. and all that were ganging up. And then you had a little spat <laughs> with uh, Kiefer, I believe, right? Mm, yeah. But emotions are real, right? In there at the time. Oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. I was having like a, a little freak out. And it was funny because it wasn't even at Kiefer. Kiefer wasn't playing, but he was just there. And I yeah. was just venting. 
So yeah, then we yeah. started beaking. And I think too, especially initially on, um, I don't think a lot of people, I'm a very fiery person, mm-hmm. but you had to conceal a lot initially. Yeah. So I think that was like one of those moments where I was like, oh, my temper's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. so I was so mad. Yeah, yeah. I was I was mad for you on, on this side too. I really it's felt just hard you. too because it when you go and compete in something, it's really hard to want to try when you feel like you don't even have a chance. Yeah. Like if yeah. you're starting so far behind, you're like, well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's funny because I'm like, guys, like I'm the older mom in the house. I'm this big. Like, what are you? And I was so mad because I'm like, look at these two guys. Like, they're going to beat you in every competition. I don't know what you're coming after me for. Yeah. So, <laughs> I lost it a little bit. <laughs> but that's what made the battle back even sweeter at that time. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now you get voted out. You're on stage with Arissa now, right? But No, so I didn't sh- see her. Oh, yes. Oh. At the very end. At yes. the end. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So now um there's social distancing but um you're on stage how did that how did that feel being out of the house now finally and um it's it's almost like a like a a sigh of relief you know like obviously was I disappointed would I have wanted to be in the final two did I want to win a hundred percent but I think anytime you do something incredible there's so much I was so proud of myself and even sometimes it's not about like what you win, right? It's like, what do you get from the experience? And, you know, I was really happy with the final two that we had. I thought that was a cool um, historical moment in itself. So I feel like everything worked out just as it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was cool. And it was amazing to see her. I was so nervous. I sat, cause I'm so small guys. Yeah. <laughs> I sat on this little <laughs> swivel chair and cause my feet are so small. I literally just turned all the way around. <laughs> I was like, did you guys get that? <laughs> Arisa was dying. She's like, not you just like <laughs> oh my wiggling right around. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the question I have to ask now is, would you do it again? Yes. You would, eh? <laughs> I would. So I remember uh, as soon as we got out of the house, because it is, it's traumatizing when you first leave, because there's just so much to adjust to. And yeah. I remember we did uh, an interview. All of the post interviews, they were like, would you go back? And I was like, no. No, no, no. And now I'm like, yes, I would go back. (laughs) It's like having a baby. Like you forget how terrible the delivery was. You're like, I would do that again. Yeah. I would. If they ask, and I think it's just, if they ask you to come back, that's such a huge honor. Like, oh yeah. Big big brother can ask me to do anything for the rest of time. And I will do whatever big brother asks of me. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. It's just an honor. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, now, how did you acclimate yourself back into your day-to-day grind now? So you're at home, your husband, your two kids. How was that feeling mental health-wise too? Did you have to decompress and take time off or you go right back into it? No. Well, and so when the show was finished, we were in another lockdown. Oh. So I think that might have even been a little bit of a blessing, although it would have been so much fun to see all of my people like have like a big party and a big celebration because you don't know what people are thinking, but it was kind of nice to just really decompress. And it takes a long time, especially when you're not used to being in a a spot like like that, or, you know, of course everybody gets good feedback, but you get negative feedback and there's like a lot of learning and it was really challenging, but you know, you just rely on the people that are really close to you, the ones who know you Mm -hmm. before and after, but it definitely, I want to, it took months to feel months just Mm -hmm. to like get back into that groove. Okay. What was life like before? Let's go back. 
But I mean, being a mom too, like you got kids, I got to take care of them. You got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget though, my first night home, like we all, like me, my husband, my two kids and my dog all slept in the same bed. <laughs> oh, nice. Like we all just like cuddled in, we miss each other so much, so. Great, that's great. Yeah. Um. Okay, now you were exposed to Canada, the world, so mm. things change now. So Instagram, other BB, Canada, like BB one to eight, yeah. and also in the States. How was that feeling? People reach out to you? Uh, yes. And it's so, it still blows my mind. Anytime I get a message, because I'll still randomly get messages like, oh my God, I just watched your season. I loved it. Uh, it's so cool. It is. It's just, especially when you connect with other people who've been on the show and you're just like, oh my God, I was obsessed with you. Like I remember <laughs> getting out of the house. Um <laughs> And messaging back and forth with Aika Wong and literally like losing my mind, like being like, Ryan, it's Aika. Like, yeah. <laughs> Ryan, I don't think you know how big of a deal this is. So it's it's really cool. And then, yeah, it just opens up. You know, I've talked a lot with the last, um, the contestants from BB, the last US cast. They're all amazing. So it really does. It connects you to all these people. And the thing that I love the most about it is everybody's so different. You know, like they purposely pick, they don't want the same types of people in every season. So it's really cool. It's a really right. cool element. Yeah. And you're part of the big brother family now. So wild. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I can hashtag BB can fam and it's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually in it. <laughs> so true. I, I love your energy and your spirit. So <laughs> Thank you. I know what you said in the beginning. So I had a question to ask now, but I want to see if you can expand on that. Okay. So, you know, a lot of people talk about positive affirmation. They mm -hmm. talk about living their best life um, and going for their dreams. But I feel like you're in that space right now. Can you expand on that? Because it also plays into the podcast now that you started. Yes. Um, so before Big Brother and before everything, like I said earlier, you know, I was just a mom on the hamster wheel. And I think especially as we get a little bit older in life, um, it's very easy to forget about your dreams and the things that you want. And you just get stuck into this, like, you know, work, pay bills, do this, do this. Um, and I was getting to this point where I just, I wasn't feeling good. I Like I knew it deep in, like, I'm like, I'm not living my best life. Yeah. Like, I'm not like, I love my life. Like I love my kids and my husband and my family, but I like, is this my best life? No. So it really takes stepping out of your comfort zone, digging deep, doing things that make you extremely uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but you get to this point where I've never felt better. I've never been happier. And I just want to share it with people because I know what it's like to be on that other end where you think, well, maybe it's, it is too late for me. Maybe I am too old or I could never do that at my age. And it's like, yeah, why not? Why can't you, like, we've got, as far as we know, we've got like one shot here, right? Yeah. Why can't you be making the most of your life and living with more purpose, more intention? And yeah, it's kind of like become my mission now to help other people. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're doing a good job. Doing Thank a, you. you. You got me backing you all the time. <laughs> you see me, I'm, I'm I reading know, your I love thing it. and responding. I'm like, I love it. I love it. Amazing. So now tell me about your podcast. So I guess like me, I wanted to start, I like talking to people. Mm -hmm. I also do it too, uh, for donations. So I donate to charities. Oh, amazing. But, yeah. But the, the main thing is I want people to hear other people's stories. Yeah. So why did you start your podcast and, um, 
you know that that day where you just decide to do it i don't know if you're yes. saying like me because i just woke up one day i told my wife i want to start a podcast yeah and then i just start buying the lighting and stuff and just thinking it out planning it out yeah and you, you like, gotta learn as you go yeah and i think i think for anybody who wants to do something new or you know dive into something like just it's okay to suck at the beginning right yeah. Like yeah. if you go back to some of like the most like talented, successful people, if you go back to their first reel or their first take or their first anything, you yeah. know, they're all, everybody starts. So I think that's like the main thing. And I wanted to start this podcast. I did take a course because I don't do the videos. Okay. I do like that. They're only audio. And I had to learn obviously the different software, how to set up an RSS feed, how to connect yeah. it to iTunes, like, yeah. or Apple music, like all of these things. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did end up taking a course through Jenna Kutcher, who's amazing. She's like social media tech marketing. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. And then I just bought the equipment and I'm just diving in. So it's very new, but I am determined to hopefully help even it's not even about how many people listen or what I'm going to do with it. Like if it impacts a handful of people yes. to go after their dreams, they feel better about themselves then that's it. Amazing. So, so the Amazing. podcast will be like a mixture of like, sometimes it will just be me, but I will also like you, I love sharing other people's stories, especially people who maybe have come further along, but you don't know where they started. Right. You know, and going back to the beginning, because everybody starts from the same place and everybody has a journey. And I want like, it doesn't, I don't only want it to be like just moms or, you know, like suburban yeah. moms and their minivans, you know, like <laughs> I want, I want people like, you know, I, I like to Sean is going to come on and be a guest. I want to talk to him about like men's mental health and why that's so oh, important yeah. for him now and what he does in that aspect or Julie Vu and how like the transition that she made literally becoming a completely different person. Like you look at Julie Vu now and she's just like, she's the most beautiful, like just, but she did, she worked very hard yeah. <laughs> to get where she is. You know, mm -hmm. I want to show people the underbelly of what makes people who they are. So Yes. I'm really excited about it. But again, like I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> no, you, I'm just winging it. It's part of the process. It's, yes. it's part of the process. And I started listening to the first, the first episode. Yeah. Um, and then I stopped because I wanted to say something for the podcast. Like I wanted yeah. to get your, your, your thought process and everything. So you explained it well. Um, thank you for that. And um, make sure you have it available at other other platforms yes so I know i'm pretty it's on... sure it's apple and spotify right now yeah i gotta okay. learn all the things yeah. i don't know how spotify but somebody <laughs> shared it with a link because you set up all these rss feeds and it's... they connect yeah i'm learning <laughs> yeah you know what when i when i started my main thing it's a podcast but i want it on so people can view it too so it's yes. on youtube but i found anchor so yes, anchor heard. the streaming platform and then the RSS feed and then it's everywhere, Amazon Music, and I don't have to upload it over there. The RSS feed does everything. Yes, but, it's cool stuff, but yeah. When you're a little bit older and you're not, we were talking about VHS. <laughs> oh, <man. okay? laughs> we're like, look at us. We went from VHS to RSS. Oh yes. <laughs> we didn't even skip a beat. <laughs> we got no, it. So so since we're on that, before we started recording, let the people know because I said, I can spot talent and you're very funny. So I asked you, 
if you would ever do stand up, share the story that you shared with me. <laughs> so um, I actually did a stand up comedy routine when I was eight months pregnant. Yes. And I've had a bucket list. I feel like everybody should have a bucket list and you should change it all the time. You know, yeah. throw things off, check them off, make something new. And for some reason, I always wanted to do a stand up comedy routine after being pregnant with my son. By the time I was pregnant with my daughter, I was like, oh, no, I've got jokes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to be super, like, very visibly. Uh, yeah. And it was funny. It was raunchy, too. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Put okay. earmuffs on my baby inside. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tara, now what I usually do is ask my guest to give some words of inspiration to someone that may be on that brink of giving up on their dream. Um. And by hearing this from, you know, someone in the know, like, sorry, not in the know, but you're on TV. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't matter if you're on TV, though. But if you're in a career, you're an entrepreneur, I like to ask, can you give some words of inspiration for someone that's ready to quit? Okay, so um, I forget where I heard this, but this is an analogy that I use all the time when I want to throw in the towel, and it's called the front porch analogy or okay. something like that. I forget who came up with it, but it's really, really good. Stay with me. Okay. Um, so I want you to picture yourself, you know, say like 80 to 90 years old. You're sitting on your front porch. You're sitting in that rocker. You're looking back at your life, and you're at this moment right now where you're deciding if you want to give up your 80 or 90 year old self, what are you going to regret more giving up or trying again? And I think it's just so powerful to think because whenever you read articles of people later in life, like the things that they say that they regret the most, you know, like not going after their dreams, not saying how they felt, you know, not pursuing their passions, not taking better care of themselves. So picture, you know, like, an older version of yourself, what will you regret more? Quitting and wondering what could have happened or going for it and seeing what happens. Wow. Powerful. <laughs> <laughs> and my goosebumps have goosebumps. I remember somebody told me that now. I'm always like, 80 year old Tara is going for it. <laughs> Amazing. <Every time. laughs> Amazing. I'm going to be so little. I'm going to be the littlest 80-year-old person ever and fit in a pocket. But she did some cool shit. She did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, we come to the point now in the, inter in the interview. I, got, I have two. Sorry, hold on. It's <laughs> like, I'm not. Oh, damn. Okay. We come to the point in the interview. I have two cards in my hand Ooh. and by my hand, you're going to tell me which one you want me to read. Okay. Right or left. Righty tighty. <laughs> <laughs> Name one challenging thing you had to overcome in life. Oh my God. Where do I start? There's so many challenges. I think, I think life is always going to give you challenge um, any stage, even at your highest moments, I could literally give a list of 50. So you just like want one. Um, I literally don't know which one to pick. <laughs> Name one challenging moment in life 
that you had to overcome. So I actually, on my podcast, I talk about it a lot. I talk about um, grief. I lost my brother 15 years ago. And I feel like that one is a very pinnacle um, moment in my life where almost, you know, that moment where they say like your loss of innocence, like when you go from like being like a kid to like, oh no, like this is life, things can be really hard. And I would probably say going through that experience, just going through, you know, losing a best friend, losing them at such a young age, not having any clue of what to do, making a lot of mistakes, maybe grieving in ways that weren't healthy. Um, So it's not even like, oh, like one challenge, like overnight, like I'm talking like over years coming to terms with dealing with that loss and how I could take that loss and have it make me a better person. I would say, and that has probably changed trajects like trajectory change so much in my life because now once I you kept this like clarity and this peace with that loss um it gives you so much strength and now everything I do is on purpose and I do it because of him for him you know wow. so that would for sure that's like obviously but many yeah. many challenges that's the biggest one though right thanks for sharing that okay now as you know, I'm doing this for charity. Yes. So, Tara, <laughs> I have three balloons in my hand. And again, by my hands, you tell me which one you want me to pop. Okay. Uh, for season three, the three charities are Claws. It's Kawartha Lakes Animal Wellness Society. I have someone coming on representing them. Um, that. They help stray abandoned dogs. I love animals. most dogs more than people. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm a dog person. <laughs> animals in general, I just love them, yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, Autism Ontario and CAMH, Center for Addiction and Mental Health. Ooh, those oh, are again. also good. By my hands. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the single one because one is my number. So let's go with one. Right. The sixth charity Star Scorpio is donating to is, oh my gosh. Oh, I love that. Good. Autism Ontario. Yes. And you have a big fan. Yeah, you have a big fan in my um, my good friend, the Dean in Niagara Falls. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and her son Sawyer is on the spectrum. Oh my God. Well, Sawyer, hold on. Sawyer, I love you. (laughs) Thank you, Sawyer, for being a big fan of me. Uh, I'm sending you good vibes, babe. (laughs) Thanks for that shout out. Yes, absolutely. Okay, Tara. So where can people find you? Let us know. IG, Facebook, let us know about the podcast. Uh, so definitely on Instagram. I'm not super social media savvy yet. And that's the main platform that I use. You can find me at Tara Gillen. It's T-E-R-A-G-I-L-L-E-N. And that's where I share everything about my podcast. And I also have uh, daily doses of positivity for you. Sweet. Thanks for that. All right, Tara. This is season three, episode six. Thank you for coming out. And we out. <laughs>